Time now for the morning line here on KMA. And Shenandoah school officials are looking at the condition of the district's elementary and middle school building and eyeing some possible repairs in the future. With us on the line this morning with more on Monday's Shenandoah school board meeting is Superintendent Dr. Kerry Nelson. Good morning to you, Kerry. Good morning, Mike. Good to have you back with us. And uh, first of all, as we reported earlier today by unanimous vote, the board yesterday did approve a K-8 building assessment proposal from Carl A. Nelson and Company. Right now, what are the major issues involving the condition of the elementary and middle school building? Well, the building is just over 20 years old at this point, and it most certainly um, shows some some aging in areas. One in particular is the HVAC system and you know, we've looked at this and addressed some issues with the HVAC system, but we want to step back and have a full evaluation of what's really necessary to do. I think an immediate solution would be to simply just replace the entire um, system, but that's a very costly endeavor to take on. And so we would really like to um, have the entire system looked at, reviewed, um, consider some retro commissioning and we're using components of it if possible. We did this at the high school, and it saved just close to a million dollars off of the cost of the renovation. Um, we don't know what the cost savings will ultimately be, but we most certainly know we'll be in a better position to make decisions if we step back and have an outside company review and assess the condition of the unit. What impact are the HVAC problems having on the conditions inside uh, the JK8 building? Well, um, we've replaced a number of heat pumps, and then there's inconsistent heating and cooling throughout the building, and so those are um, concerns that we have. The boiler is aging, the chiller is aging, and we need to assess those conditions before we invest more funds into repairing the system. What are some of the other issues right now involving uh, that building? Because there's more there than just the HVAC situation. Almost certainly. Um, It's time to step back and look at, you know, the flooring in the gyms, the bleachers, the paint on the walls hasn't been touched in several years. The carpeting needs to be replaced in many areas. Um, there are many finishes that need to be um, looked at and possibly um, replaced. Um, one area, when I mentioned flooring earlier, the tiling in the building there are areas where it's definitely showing signs of age and cracking, and um, some of that's easy to replace and some of it's not. But we most certainly would like to have a complete picture of the building, um, also include a little bit on the outside. If you look at some of the cement work out front, um, it's been patched in several areas, and we may need to replace some of that um, in a more complete manner. And so we would like to look at a complete proposal and then prioritize what funding we have, you know, what the, the needs are, prioritize the needs and then look at what funding is available to address those. And most certainly we'll have more needs than um, there'll be funding for, but we we want to step back and create a, a plan to address those over a period of time rather than just jumping right in. When do you expect this study to be completed by Carl A. Nelson and company? It will be completed in the next couple of months. 
Also, uh, yesterday you had kind of a brief discussion toward the end of the board meeting regarding model policies for discipline of students who make threats of violence or cause incidents of violence. This is something all school districts deal with. And why is the Shenandoah district right now looking at such a policy? Actually, I believe all districts across the state should be looking at this at this time. The model policies came out from the Iowa Department of Education about a week and a half ago. Um, they are connected to Iowa Code, and as we review those, it's a it's a large change in how we approach assessing threats and then determining what discipline is appropriate based on um, age appropriateness and the severity of the threat. And so. We've spent some time internally discussing this as a staff and then also as an administrative team. But ultimately, the board is going to have to make a decision about what the policy looks like and what it includes. And so um, we were having some discussion as a group, you know, about the implications of this type of policy and that it looks different than um, many of the policies we've had in the past. And um, the work that will need to be done in order to have it approved as a policy and then also use it in practice. Regarding those policies that the district has had in the past, what does the district have in place right now to deal with such situations regarding discipline or threats of violence? We most certainly have it addressed in our handbook. We have policies that talk about student discipline and threats, and it gives a lot of authority to the administrative staff to make those decisions. It also refers to um, involving law enforcement as necessary and whether or not um, building-level discipline, suspension um, in school or out of school, or whether or not expulsion is appropriate in each of those types of settings. Um, This policy is a little different because it talks about the severity of the threat, and it also talks about the age level of the student, which is a little different than our current policies read. You mentioned uh, these are model policies that the board will consider. Why is there a, a big push right now from state officials to get school districts to adopt? And you were talking about this earlier, kind of a one-size-fits-all approach to discipline. I mean, is that possible? I don't believe it's possible that you can get a unified approach from all administrators across the state of Iowa, that would be quite difficult to achieve, but I believe you can set um, a philosophy and a tone and some parameters that um, schools will follow. Um, it was brought forth by um, the Iowa legislature that they wanted to address violence and threats in schools. We're dealing with more violence than we ever have before in schools nationwide, and Iowa schools are not exempt from that, and so it's best that we have conversations about how to approach this and develop stronger policies so that we can best protect our students and our staff. Also last night, uh, there was discussion regarding proposed renovations for the Gladys Worsick Jones Auditorium. Maybe I should have put this after the discussion about the KA building assessment, but there are a, a list of needs that were developed for that auditorium. What are some of the auditorium's biggest needs that the the school district may consider on this? We most certainly have invested in the auditorium and upgrades with um, carpeting and and paint and the floor and different components of it. But right now what we're really looking at is what to do with the seating. Uh, it's definitely um, original to the auditorium. It's showing great signs of wear and tear and it needs to be replaced. What we're looking at is 
is how best to approach that type of um, renovation. So um, Elliott Smith has been very helpful in um, looking with some different companies and the amount of seating that's needed and has put together a proposal that we were discussing last night. Our question as a board right now is to what extent are we going to fundraise and to what extent are we going to um, pay for the seating um, as a school district because the auditorium is a major component of our facility and we need to take care of it and we want to um, do our part as a school board and as a school district and we also know that it would be helpful to have some outside funds to assist with paying for that seating. Have there been any sort of cost estimates developed? I looked at that sheet, and I can't remember whether or not there's any sort of an estimate. Uh, I think there is an estimate on the on the seats, which, by the way, date back to 1985. The current seats. Yes, and it it you know 1985 was a while back, and so you know it's time to look at this. But we have some different price quotes that range between 119 and 150 thousand. So it's. You know, there's some variance there depending on what company and what we actually end up doing um, as we get closer to making some decisions. Um, you know, we would have a, a tighter price on that, but right now that's the range that we're receiving back on quotes. Did the board come to any sort of consensus on this last night? I asked them what direction they wanted me to go, whether they wanted to fund this and complete or if they wanted more of a fundraising effort. And general consensus there wasn't a vote taken it was just discussion but you know the belief that let's attempt to write some grants let's also consider what could be done through fundraising and most certainly they would contribute that they would like to see um, what could be done through grants and fundraising before we make a final decision well carrie we've run out of time thank you very much for being with us this morning we'll talk to you again somewhere down the line have a good rest of the day now Thank you, Mike. Have a good day. You bet. That's Shenandoah School Superintendent Dr. Carrie Nelson on the morning line here on KMA.